The first one is Dragonite. The second one is Rhyperior. And then Giratine. Ah, and Giratine. Oh, both have their cameras pulled all the way back. <laughs> so we can appreciate their devilness, I suppose, in its entirety. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Abra Community Day is back with a brand new track, foo. Incense Day is definitely my type. Time for another shift back in the mine. The data mine! Breakpoints will bring you to the point of breaking without breaking any points at all. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to episode 90 of the GoCast podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and with me this week I'm joined by Kyle. Hiya. My co-host, my cohort, my co-conspirator, co-conspirator. Yeah, I can't think of any like co-co-work. We used to be co-workers. I guess the, <laughs> that one's off the list, right? Anyway, yeah. hey, welcome to GoCast. We're a Pokemon Go podcast. We're going to talk about Pokemon Go this week. There's tons of stuff to talk about, as it seems like there is even in these weird sort of quiet times for everywhere else. We still have tons of stuff to talk about. But first, like we did last week and the week before that, before we get into anything, I want to give a shout out to a brand new patron this week, and that is Peter. Thank you so much, Peter, for joining our Patreon group of people known as patrons, I suppose. (laughs) And we hope that you enjoy the Discord and all the other benefits that patronage gives you. That being said, Kyle, it's time to hold ourselves accountable to what we did say last week, which I, uh, boy, I looked at this list right before recording. I'm like, uh (laughs) uh-oh whoopsies i forgot a number of these things but let's revisit those lists i went first last week and so now that means it's your turn right even though it's definitely not how we've done it until now not even close to alternating (laughs) but you can go (laughs) your first one was power up spiritum i did and he is almost maxed now Ooh, he's like i'm out of candy that's the only reason he's not maxed right now how many power ups uh it's like like three ish i need like 30 something candy to go three power-ups means you've got three more weeks of power-up spiritum as a potential goal i mean potentially considering (laughs) i have to walk him for that candy and you know it's what three kilometers three kilometer buddy i think he is i don't pay attention to it yeah something like that and uh, oh well yeah he's a five kilometer but it's two and a half right now Got to get out there and walk. Got to get there and walk. We'll talk about why that's the case in just a moment here. Uh, Your next goal was catch rare incense spawns. I think there were four in particular you were hunting for. One was a Joltik one. Another one was a what now? What were you trying to look for? Drillbur, Joltik, Gothita, Litwick. I'm happy to report I caught one of each. One of each. Just one is all that spawned from my incense for those four hours. Interesting. Did did you get... You know what? Actually, we'll talk about incense day in just a moment here. That we have a space cut out just for that. I have a bunch of follow-up questions. Don't let me forget. All right. The next one is the new field research. You wanted to get and complete one of the ones that are supposed to be given to us daily now automatically. Yes. Which I don't think is live yet. So it's, that's it's, not possible. Not. So nope, it's not. <laughs> okay. What about a drive to investigate? Did you finish? No. I Kyle! Look, okay. What? It's about incense day, but I slept till noon on incense day. Oh my so, gosh. <laughs> I oh completely missed. Word. I completely missed all of the water spawns from the first hour. So Can you hear the disappointment in my voice? 
I can hear the disappointment in everybody's voice right now. <laughs> you can hear other people talking. Uh, we gotta, we gotta have a talk. <laughs> Look, I was playing another game. We started a last fight, and the last fight ended up taking us an hour and fifteen minutes that we didn't Whoa. realize was going to happen. So it was like three o'clock in the morning, and then you know you have to get ready for bed and go to bed. So I didn't go to bed till almost four thirty. So, but you mean you don't don't just like start sleeping wherever you are and then eight hours later wake up exactly where you were boy i wish great superpower wouldn't it <laughs> yeah i actually think that's a medical condition now that i think about it anyway <laughs> so you did three out of four huh yep and then one of them that you couldn't do is because it's not possible to do it yet i feel like i feel like that's a pretty good score then that is pretty good that is pretty good uh for myself i went into max Aladian. i'm happy to say it hurt a lot but it happened did max Aladian. i went into finish <laughs> a drive to investigate i'm happy to report that even considering that i didn't have to do it to feel better about myself it did happen kyle <laughs> because i was out playing during ice hour <laughs> yeah well you know what i'm not the one who broke his promise and is currently walking a genesect or anything that's very true. That's very true. I, I will have karma to pay for that at some point you, in time. You should switch that to an Incada. I'm telling you right now. Really? But I like Genesect. He's my guy. Yeah. And right now like, it's 10 kilometers, dude. But like, how are you going to get an Incada to max or rather Ninjask, I guess? A, a multitude of rare candies. But like you could use the multitude of rare candies on Genesect. You know what? That's a fair argument. I'll have to reassess my my strategy. My next goal was do remote raiding of any kind. Well, that's also not out. So I don't have that. And then I wanted to do 15 way spots that I completely forgot about. I'll admit that just completely forgot about it. That's a two out of four. That's a 50 percent. Maybe you should start writing your goals on a sticky note and stick them to your monitor when you're working. No, because eventually i mean the, the list is right next to me i literally just have to look at it i just don't that means I you don't. have to go out of your way to look at it whereas if you stick it on your monitor you're looking at it all day that's true i'll just put it in the middle of my monitor so that uh <laughs> but you know it's just looking at me right i'll just draw like middle angry eyes on it it'll make me attend to it first before anything else mm -hmm. i don't know i was with you up until that point but <laughs> that's our goals for this past week and how we did but here we go we haven't done a Unova metal check in a long, long time. And like, I think probably about a month, four or five episodes worth of shows. Yeah. But now, given these current events and stuff that have been happening, Kyle and I both realized we made quite a bit of progress in our medals. So currently for Unova, where are you sitting at? I'm at 85. 85. I'm sitting at 89. I kid you not. <laughs> I kid you not. I'm holding it up to the camera so we can see. That is hilarious. <laughs> I I evolved two things today, and now that's I was like I'm just nervous. Like, am I going to break the four rule? I don't know. But here we go. Have, oh, good. I evolved an excadrill today. So. Oh, congratulations! The bane of my existence is going to be the legendary, just because I'm you know not raiding. But maybe I'll, I'll get a Landris from Go Bad League. Maybe we'll see. Everybody else seems to be getting quite a bit. Apparently. I just. Uh, haven't been winning so uh yep okay cool well that's it for that let's hop into the news and the first piece of news is of course something i was just hinting that we we're going to talk about incense day 
the type shuffle incense day. Just so you guys know, this happened over the weekend. It happened on Sunday, um, but the windows were, it was from like 11 to five every hour. Incense would be spawning Pokemon of a particular type. And there was one rare Pokemon per type. 11 to noon was water. 12 to one was fire. One to two is grass. Then there was a psychic, a bug and a, and a ground hour after that. And they were all sequential. So 11 to five, I participated, Kyle participated, and I want to get your idea idea and your thoughts on on what went down but we did get an email from from a listener's name is grayson and he said hey go casters i want to let you know instant stay was awesome for me i got four drillber four joltic three pharaoh seed two litwick and three shiny centret and that's incredible and then he got a bunch of other great catches on another account as well he says have a great week Grayson, thanks, Grayson, for the email. You have a great week, too. Okay, so you have to live up to that standard, Kyle. <laughs> How was it for you? Did you also walk away with armfuls of rare catches? What was it like? Nope, I got one of each rare catch for the hours that I participated in. I skipped water because I was asleep, and then I skipped bug because I didn't need any of them and just was doing other stuff. So, But you could have traded them to your good buddy, Chris. This is true, but you can also just trade them to me for the distance, too. That's true. That's very, very true. Something tells me you're not going to be missing out on a lot of the candy. It's I'm telling you, it's Ninkata. He's going to he's going to hold you back. Ninkata is going to be the difficult one for sure. Uh, what about shinies? Do you get any shinies during this event? No. OK, so many centric checked so it's many. true apparently it had boosted rate too and i just i don't i don't believe it i don't i don't believe it, believe it either. <laughs> so uh did you play at home did you go somewhere to play yeah yeah i just played at home i was sitting either in front of the tv or on my computer just letting okay, it go cool um i went to a local park and i walked four miles around the same pond it was several 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 laps so many <laughs> laps but I had incense running the entire time, and I was very lucky. I caught like 10 Litwick. It was nuts. So. Wow. Yeah, for the other hours, I wasn't nearly as lucky with the rare spawn. The Joltik rare spawn, I got a fair amount of. The Pharisee one I did as well, but I wasn't too excited about that. But I was thrilled to get enough Litwick candy to like actually healthily have a, a Chandelure and some to power it up. Um, so that finally is a thing. But yeah, definitely not as much as Grayson walked away with. That's, that's incredible. One shiny centret. Four miles, three hours of, of play after all, all things were said and done. After I did some other checking in like uh, spawn pools and other parks as I was driving home and stuff like that. One shiny centret. I was like, come on. I'm still jealous. Come on. Buddy of mine went on one walk, one walk, three shiny centret. It's ridiculous. I was like, no. This is ridiculous. Gimme, gimme those. <laughs> anyway, there was another thing that happened this weekend. We forgot to mention it last week that we were participating, and we also didn't even set any goals around it. And I felt kind of bad halfway through it, but there were Safari Zone Liverpool spawns this weekend. Kyle and I both had play days on Saturday and were like texting each other throughout the event because we missed playing together. <laughs> yeah, how how was your it was it was kind of like a oh man these this the spawn pools and it was exciting but there were tons of exciting yeah. things that happened though lots of shinies and stuff what was your experience kyle besides windy uh it was good it was the same as the previous safari zone makeup just with slightly less interesting pokemon to me at least i'm sure some people were loving what was spawning but the shinies did not happen for me until the last like hour that I was playing like all right I'm going home let me just check these parks first and then get flooded with shinies and then I can go (laughs) okay so what was your shiny count 
14, including the Chin Chow that was given for free from the research, just like. Gotcha. And that 13 is comprised of one Chin Chow and what else? Two Lilip, three Carvana, two Whalmer, two Psyducks, two Krabbies, a Dratini, and a Wingle that is currently named Chris. Thank you. Thank you for that. By the way, I went through my collection after you said that, like, this Wingle has her name. And I'm like, oh, heck, yeah. I'm like, do I have another one? And I went through and I do have another one. It's from you. So if you trade me that, you'll have effectively traded me that entire family line. And I will always be indebted. Watch me get like eight the day after we do that trade. You know, like (laughs) Um, I was not nearly as lucky or fortuitous as you were. Uh, I only caught five. And that's including the given Chin Chow. Besides Ooh. the Chin Chow, I had caught another Chin Chow, which is great because that means that family line is done. I finally caught another horsey so I can have that entire line, and that's great. One Lilip and one Dratini, my first shiny Dratini of any kind for that entire family, which I'm pretty thrilled about. I like the Lilip shiny and the Dratini shiny is nice, but I wasn't too ecstatic about the spawn pools other than for shiny checking, which is enough for me to be super honest with you. I like just playing when I just have to shiny check community day play is like my ideal situation. Um, when I go to go fest, I mean, I like having more to do, but for these, I, I was content checking the same things over and over again and getting kind of surprised sometimes. But yeah, I think the spawn rates were fine. The special research was short and simple and to the point. Just like the last one was, I think that was fine too. Any big complaints or anything besides the spawn pool diversity? No, I had a really good time. I went like really hard, at least for me. I played for like five hours and I caught a thousand Pokemon. So I'm so impressed. That's ridiculous. That's a dumb dumb amount of Pokemon. (laughs) It was a balancing act because I was so close to running out of Pokeballs at like all points. And I'm just was in an area that had just enough stops to sustain the level of play that I was doing. Gotcha. Well, we're happy to report no issues with this one. And I think globally there were no issues with this, this Safari zone, no technical problems. So the only Safari zone left to look forward to, I believe is Philadelphia. And that's it. There's no other large events because we didn't even get to the point of go fests being even announced, let alone rescheduled. So yep don't even have those so all right cool well glad to hear that these things are just going off without a hitch you know i'm i'm thrilled uh hopefully philadelphia just has much good fortune in the functionality aspect as the other two have had so far uh this next piece of news moving along here is is small but notable the new one pokecoin bundle is out and it contains 50 great balls that's good that's, that's awesome yep <laughs> That's it. Nothing else to say about that. That's awesome. One poker coin's a good deal for that. <laughs> so now there was events going on right now or events that are about to happen in the first category, the former category of things that are happening right now. Buddy up event. When is it happening? Well, it started today, actually Tuesday, April 21st at 8 a.m. local time, and it's going to run until Monday, April 27th until 10 p.m. local time. Well, what does it feature? Well, I'll tell you. Shiny Volbeat and Shiny Illumise are available worldwide throughout the event. Now is a great time to catch your counterpart and also to Shiny Hunt, the little guys there. Both of the Shinies are pretty neat. They pretty much just swap color palettes with some deviations. They look pretty neat. (laughs) Uh, The next feature is Woobat is now in the wild. Uh, Spawning. (laughs) Who knows if he'll stay in the wild after the event, but for right now it's in the wild and that's pretty cool. There are increased spawns 
for these six particular Pokemon, Alolan Meowth, Chansey, Eevee, Phoebus, Lillipup, and Joltik. Joltik is, Everywhere. I think, probably the top one. Yeah, Joltik is great. I'd farm up on that one right now. There's going to be an increased five kilometer hatch rate for the following five species of Pokemon, Alolan Meowth, Eevee, Phoebus, Lillipup, and Joltik. Essentially that entire list previously, except for Chansey. Event exclusive field research will feature Alolan Meowth, Volbeat, Illumise, and Woobat. And some bonuses beyond those features include Buddy Pokemon will be bringing you more surprises more often. Look out for more items and souvenirs. Your buddy might even bring you a new kind of gift. How exciting. The distance to earn buddy candy and hearts with your buddy will be halved. That's sweet. It'll be easier for your buddy to get excited. Okay, a little bit of a pep talk. Feed your buddy berries and poffins and they'll join you on the map for twice as long. So you can take twice as long of walks without having to re-up your buddiness. Your your buddy, buddy, buddy. Nailed it. Earn twice the experience for evolving Pokemon, your buddy or otherwise. So now is the best time ever to do an evolution party if you're still grinding that experience. That being said, please find another way to grind experience. <laughs> it's not it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Go have fun doing something else. But, I mean, you know, hey, there's a time and place. That's experience per lucky egg right there. That's very true. There is value to doing it. It just wasn't my preferred way of grinding, I guess. No. Okay. But how do you feel about this buddy event right now, Kyle? This, I mean, we can actually talk about the spawns and stuff because we lived with it today. I mean, I'm excited because I caught Volbeat already today, like a dozen of them. And now mm-hmm. I don't need to catch any more just to check them. <laughs> And I caught a shiny Alolan Meowth, so. You did not. I did. I was. Wow. It was the first one that I saw in the wild when I was looking for Volbeat. And I almost forgot that it could be shiny when I clicked on it. And yeah, it I forgot. I, I, I completely forgot that that shiny was out, too. That's a it's a good looking shiny, isn't it? It's, it's, a, it's a nice blue color. It's a better blue color than the gray blue of regular Alolan Meowth. Fair enough. Um, I'm just thrilled with all the Joltik spawns and, of course, the Volbeat so I can get all that can- candy out of it. But Joltik for that candy. Oh, man. Yeah. And also shiny hunting Chansey. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I'd be more excited for Joltik if I forgot to mention for the Safari Zone, I hatched almost 80 eggs and like six of them were Joltik. So I don't need any more <sighs> Joltik candy. So, yeah, you're doing OK on that Joltik candy I'm, there. I'm, I was enough to evolve it. I'm not going to be powering one up anytime soon probably oh so you're set okay yeah well cool awesome yeah the benefits are pretty neat the walking your buddy for half distance and them hurting hearts you know twice as fast and all that stuff is pretty interesting um i think this is a pretty good event i'm just not as deep into the buddy system uh to yeah. really appreciate it as much but the spawns alone i'm thrilled with and the volby not going to say no to that the buddy system is just a little bit too much busy work for me to do personally like the rewards are good it's cool that your buddy builds a relationship with you and all that and that the best buddy reward gives you know extra stats but it's just so tedious to to do every day it really it really really is uh that being said i've been trying to be cognizant of making sure that my genesect is out with the walk for me when i go for a walk (laughs) and not just sitting there and because i always forget until the end i'm like oh that's right could have had my buddy out with me this whole time and doing things whoopsies (laughs) anyway uh, moving right along to the next big piece of news which is abra community day 
That's right. It's back again. It got postponed, but here it is in all of its new glory. When's it going to be, Chris? Stop talking. You're right. It's Saturday, April 25th from 11 to 5 local time. Wait a minute. Community day that's six hours long. What, what is happening? Good Lord. Features include Abra will be appearing more frequently in the wild. If you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny Abra. Evolve Abra during the event or up to two hours afterward to obtain an Alakazam that knows an exclusive attack. We'd like to announce that the exclusive attack will be the fighting type fast attack counter. That was announced a while ago. I'm reading from an announcement. <laughs> yeah, the, the fighting type fast Yay. attack counter. This is something. That's it, something to have on your yeah, Alakazam. Not really. Sure is something. It's a it's a quick charging move at the very least. That's that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Next feature is Community Day will now run for six hours instead of the regular three. I think they just mean this occasion. I don't think they mean that that's the new standard, even though it's definitely yeah. worded kind of like that. No, it's not that. I, I bet you. Ever Community Day's bonus is three times catch Stardust. One more time. Oh, baby. Abra Community Day bonus is what, Kyle? Three times Stardust for six hours. Oh, six hours. If you have something to do on Saturday, cancel those plans because your new plan is to go out and catch as many Pokemon as you can possibly catch and get as much Stardust as you possibly can get. Yep, that's it. Additionally, instead of lure modules, incense will last for three hours for the duration of the event. Uh Oh, isolated gameplay. I see you. Buddy Pokemon with a buddy level of great buddy or higher will bring you helpful items such as Pokeballs throughout the event. I have no idea how that's going to work. That sounds awesome. There will be a special one-time purchase April Community Day bundle featuring an elite charged TM, 30 Ultra Balls, three Super Incubators, and three incense for twelve eighty poker coins. Twelve eighty. That's quite the price point. Is that ten bucks? Yeah, I oh, that's. I think it's just under, just just over. Is I think it, it's it just. Those, it I think it's just under? under for the bundle price. I think I, I, either way, a hundred poker coins is largely a dollar. So if you don't do the bundle, it's like just under thirteen bucks. Yep. So there's that. Uh, take a snapshot during community day for a surprise. And lastly, for one dollar, participants can unlock a community exclusive special research story: investigating illusions. Complete it for thirteen thousand stardust, a poffin, a rocket radar, and other rewards i'm still looking forward to abra community day i think abra's a cool pokemon encounter will be very interesting um i will definitely buy the bundle and definitely also buy the special research story if only so that we can talk about it but yeah i'll think about i'll think about the bundle i'm obviously going to get the the community day research and i'm i don't care about abra at all i'm just excited that three times stardust instead of hatch distance i think previously was what it was supposed to be and thank god it's not but yes thank goodness i've yeah, had enough I'm, eggs i'm sorry definitely okay with stardust yeah all right well anyway let's move right along to our last little piece of news here um it is going to be a little bit from a data mine so a reminder really quick that all data mined information is acquired through means that break terms of service are unofficial and are subject to possible and in some cases rather likely changes okay now that's out of the way Let's talk about a data mine that's been going around recently. It, it contains a, a number of fun little things here. There's lines of code referring to this throwback 2020 celebration. There's lines of code that include throwback challenge. And then each of the five regions that are currently represented in Pokemon Go 
So Kanto mm-hmm. through Sinnoh. So it looks like there's going to be some sort of generationally focused throwback event that will refer to each region individually. I'm, I'm kind of thrilled about that. No idea what that'll look like or anything like that, but it looks like something's coming down the pipeline. Who knows? Feel free to speculate. Kyle, do you have any initial inklings? No, I I got no idea what's going to be happening here. But I like I like generational events as long as they're not just Kanto, please. I'm tired of Kanto. <laughs> what? But that's where all the nostalgia is. Exactly. It's why it makes money. <laughs> yes, fair enough. Well, further along in these updates, there are Kirim updates. Who is Kirim? It's a legendary Pokemon that we don't have out yet. Some changes to the scale of the model from from different, multiple different uh, angles here with this model. And it might be a reason to believe that we'll see Kirim soon in game. It's usually an indication when a particular Pokemon gets groomed like that, uh, that we might start seeing them soon, or they're at least testing it behind the scenes. So uh, that's that's nice to know. And then Elite TMs, they, they've been updated for the upcoming Abra Community special box. So there's that. Mantine's Dex entry now includes Mantike. Oh, my finally, God. Finally. Finally. Credit where credit is due. You know, respect your elders, but also respect the babies. Respect the baby Pokemon. Come on. It deserves its time to shine at the bottom of Mantine's Dex entry. <laughs> Okay, this is my favorite thing from this data mine. You ready? Metagross's base capture rate, it was 15%. It's been changed to five. Wow. <laughs> Why? Wow. Why? What is going on? Here, okay, so here's my theory. We only ever see Metagross. Well, we never really see Metagross in the wild. We've seen Metagross for special research occasions. We even saw it at this last GoFest as one of the rewards for one of those research tasks, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if they had that catch rate that high because maybe that catch rate was uniform for some of those sort of trophy Pokemon and those things. And now they're considering it trotting it out in the wild for an event and they don't want that catch rate to be that high. Maybe, I mean, definitely something to that effect. Maybe there's going to be like, field research based on an event that will reward a metagross yeah it's possible yeah but at any rate they suddenly think that now pretty metagross should be uh one third as easy to catch i guess <laughs> so three times harder to catch <laughs> yeah <laughs> the last little edit here i guess in the in the code is this ppp camera there's going to be several larger pokemon that have their camera placements pulled back to accommodate the size of the pokemon there's only four pokemon that that have made the cut for big boys that need more space one of them is the same pokemon that's twice <laughs> the first one is dragonite the second one is Rhyperior. And then Giratina ah, and Giratina, oh, both have their cameras pulled all the way back <laughs> so we can appreciate their devilness, I suppose, in its entirety. That's very exciting. Nothing super groundbreaking, but there is some quality of life things coming through. The Kirim thing is kind of fun to speculate about. And uh, thank goodness for Mantike finally getting its recognition. And that's it for the news. That means it's time for Gear Up. So this week on Gear Up, we're going to talk about something we've mentioned in passing previously and it's breakpoints and why they make my head hurt they probably will make chris's head hurt he he knows about them and i'm guarantee it's going to hurt some people out there the the smarter ones are going to be like what are you guys talking about it makes perfect sense but what is a breakpoint it's when a pokemon stats cause it to reach a certain threshold so that its abilities deal more damage 
basically their total attack adds one more damage to their fast move or their charge move. But why is that significant? In Pokemon Go, attacks get rounded down. So if based on your Pokemon's total attack, it would deal 4.9 damage, it's going to deal four damage instead. Oh, that's bogus. And it's real bogus. Oh, I'm going to give you an example that's going to basically explain the whole thing. And this example is courtesy of a post on Reddit by the name of Sobreek. And it just it sparked the conversation that I saw and it kind of helped me understand it a little bit better. And so that's where all of these numbers come from. And it's all sparked because of Master League, all of our least favorite Go Battle League. Well, somebody out there is loving it. Some some people out there do like it. This is true. Mm -hmm. The example is in a Dialga mirror match. So you're going to picture one Dialga is a 98%, 14-15-15. Pretty good. That's a pretty good Dialga. The other is an 89%, 15-15-10. On paper, that does sound not quite as good, depending on how much you know about PvP IVs. So what happens when you go into that matchup? Both of them are level 40 because we're Master League with Dragon Breath and Iron Head Draco Meteor. Which one do you think wins? Which one should win? I would say the 98% well, does. Logic would say, logic would hope the 98% wins. It doesn't. The 89% wins every single time if they start with full health. It'll finish like 30 HP left, which is not that much. It's only like 15, 15% health. But why? Because the Dialga has a breaking point between 14 and 15 attack if the enemy Dialga has 15 defense. Okay, stay with me. It depends on your opponent as well because we know defense reduces the damage you take. So assuming your opponent has max defense, going from 14 attack to 15 attack will make your Dragon Breath deal one more damage. So the 98 Dialga with only 14 attack is only dealing four damage per attack, but the 89 Dialga with 15 attack is dealing five damage per attack. So it wins just flat out because it's dealing 25% more damage. And that's something you don't, that isn't made clear in the game, but there's something else. And that's what this post on Reddit was originally about, which is why it kind of confused me. And the best buddy level, that's the one that can tip things in your favor or make things seem even more unfair. As most people know, Best Buddy grants an additional full level of stats. So a level 40 Best Buddies actually have level 41 stats. So if the 98 Dialga is a Best Buddy at level 41, it will reach its own breaking point against the same 89 Dialga because the additional level gives it stats, gives it attack as well as its IVs. So it's going to be dealing the five damage per fast move. So he's going to win because now he has more HP because his IVs are better. And he wins with 40 HP. It's a it's a significant amount. But all's fair in, in love and PvP. And both Pokemon can be <laughs> best buddies. So now the 98 Dialga is best buddy, which means the 89, which should be winning, is forced to become a best buddy in order to stand a chance. And of course, once it becomes a best buddy, its defense goes up. So now the other Dialga is no longer at its breaking point. So now it's dealing less damage again. Okay. Did you, did you follow me? Does that make sense at all? I it think so. It doesn't make so. sense to me. <laughs> I, I think so. The part where I'm getting lost is, mm-hmm. it, I'm assuming if I'm getting lost, somebody else is probably getting lost. So I'm going to ask the question for the rest of the class here. 
the the point where one point of difference between 14 and 15 is the difference between one damage and five damage is the part where i get lost it's no it's not the difference between one and five it's the difference between four and five okay it's the difference of one damage total so the difference is one damage and like you were saying it's a 20 percent difference because each attack is dealing five yes base yeah okay okay I'll, so okay. if you use 10 charge moves you've done 10 less damage which is an entire charge move with, yeah which it, is an entire another move and then it, you know that adds up right. and compounds there are other instances where this matters this happens all over pokemon go but if you do raids and stuff unless you're trying to three man legendaries this is never going to matter for you but there there are a couple key ones i know mewtwo has one at 15 attack against some raids that means he does one more damage. I don't remember the exact situation, but for me, breakpoints are fascinating and they also hurt me greatly. <laughs> but the takeaway is truly don't let someone tell you that Pokemon Go PvP is just tapping the screen because they're dead wrong. It might not be the way I prefer to play, but there is a surprising amount of depth in the matchups and Pokemon Go PvP in general. So up until the point that you're just tapping on the screen, it's not just tapping on the screen. Yes. The the actual in moment of the game, you're tapping on the screen, but everything okay. behind the scenes. Okay. It's more thought. So if you dislike it. PvP and you want to keep saying that, you can still hold on to that for a little bit longer. You can still dislike PvP. That's okay. But just don't <laughs> say it's it's only tapping on the screen. No, absolutely. Yeah, the the Pokemon raising, the choices you have to make for your team, what level down to this finite nuance. That's insane. That's absolutely crazy. But I'm I'm glad that the PvP does end up having the depth that it does. Right, exactly. And that's that's a topic for Gear Up that we've had uh, for a long time as a potential. And thank you for for doing it cuz I I did not understand this at all. I thought it was something completely different. I hope more people understand it. And if you don't, send an email you know, send us a, a tweet. Maybe we'll uh, talk about it in another episode, hopefully to clear some stuff up. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys have more questions about this, yeah, just let us know and uh, we'll try to address them as we can. Sounds good. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for summing that up and dumbing it down for me a little bit. This next section is Pokalore. Yahoo! You know what we're going to talk about this week, Mr. Kyle? <laughs> forgettable pokemon very forgettable pokemon and i like doing this i always think it's really great when we have the opportunity to highlight a pokemon that we'd otherwise have no reason to highlight at all and in some cases i really wish we didn't have a reason to highlight this hmm. but <laughs> we're going to be talking about volbeat and illumize the firefly pokemon they're both the firefly pokemon yes volbeat is a firefly like well i'm running off <laughs> I'm just completely thrown up. It, it is the Firefly Pokemon, so how can it be Firefly? Like it's a, a Firefly-like bipedal <laughs> Pokemon. Its body is black with a blue chest and abdomen. There are two yellow stripes across its front, one in its chest, and one near its legs. A red band separates each limb from its body, and a thicker, incomplete one surrounds its shoulders. Two simple wings extend from the band around its shoulder. It has a blue face with yellow eyes and curly yellow antenna with black stripes. It has a spherical yellow tail, which glows to communicate and draw geometric patterns in the sky while in a swarm. Oh, that's cool. Additionally, the glow allows it to use its former signature moves, tail glow and signal beam. <laughs> this is a male only species, Illumize, as its female counterpart. 
Volbeat is attracted by the sweet aroma given off by Illumise. That musk. It lives in forests near clean ponds and will move if the pond becomes dirty. Good on you. Good on you for having high standards for your water quality there. That's great. But that's only one half of the story. <laughs> the other half of the story is Illumise. Also a firefly-like bipedal Pokemon. Fine, whatever. You can have it. It has a blue face and large slanted blue eyes with purple markings at the corners. Surrounding its head are purple curls that frame its face. Its antenna are small and yellow. Its body is black with a blue belly and a yellow bid marking. Its arms and legs are black and are connected to the body by purple borders. It has small wings used for flying with others and a pattern of three oblong yellow spots on its rear. This is a female-only species. Volbeat is its male counterpart. Illumise uses its sweet aromas to lure in Volbeats and have them draw geometric patterns in the sky. Oh, they didn't say that in the last one. I thought that this was just like a hobby choice for Volbeat, but I guess not. Hmm. It is said to earn respect from others by composing designs that are more complex. Over 200 different patterns have been discovered. It is a nocturnal Pokemon that lives in forests. Okay, so Volbeat is making patterns in the sky at the behest of Illumise. Yes. They're the medium, and Illumise is the artist. Uh, yes, yes. Based on that, that yeah. is. That is yeah, and it says that it earns respect by ha- by composing designs that are more complex of these Volbeat things. So the Volbeats are just brushes for the Illumise art. Yeah, exactly. 100%. They have the same stats, and they both have the max CP of 1771, those stats are awful. The base ones, it's 143 attack, 166 defense, 163 stamina. Almost not worth the effort of me saying it out loud. Best move set includes, <laughs> and is limited to, Struggle Bug, which should be telling in and of itself, and Bug Buzz. Gotta get that stab, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> my last point is don't use these, please, in any in any aspect whatsoever. In any way, please don't. Just don't. Just save what us. If, what if the they pain. were? What if they somehow are the meta of a Sylph cup? Would you power? Would you use one? I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. You got me. I'll do it. I'll do hey. it. But hmm. Hey, these are going to be those painful ones to power up for your bug. Yes. Your why bug am I game. even I'll, doing this? I will this. be impressed if you make it through Hoenn with having to max out Illumis, Volbeat, and Shedinja. Yeah, these ones are going to be tough. That's going to be a really tough generation. That's why I'm doing them in order. I've got some <laughs> stop gaps yet. So <laughs> anyway, that was Volbeat and Illumise. Uh, that means that we are at the Pokepole section. Last week's question was, you've been recruited by the Pokemon League to serve as an Elite Four member. What type do you specialize in and what team of six do you have? Bonus points for a backstory. Luke wrote in and said, definitely Steel type. The team would be Caesar, Steelix, Agron, Metagross, Melmetal, and Magnezone. Nice. Steel became my favorite type when I got Pokemon Silver and found out there was a new type included in the game, and they had some of the best designs yet. Also, Caesar is my favorite. Luke, you have great taste. I just have <laughs> to say. I just got to say. Uh, plus, Steel Pokemon have killer designs. Uh, I do want to say really quick before we continue that the amount of answers and the quality of the answers that we got for this question in particular was astounding. So thank you guys very much for writing in as you did. Uh, we cannot read all of them. Obviously, we'd be here all day. 
So here are just a few of the ones that I was able to throw together into this episode. And I thought that there was some good representation here. So this next one's from Jackson. My answer to the Pokeball is I would be a dark type elite four. My team would be Umbreon, Houndoom, Shiftry, Absol, Sableye, and Bisharp. Love Bisharp. Cool okay. Pokemon. Yeah. My backstory would be when I was a little kid, me and my buddy were walking in the dark forest. We walked for a while and got lost. Suddenly, a wild ghastly appeared and had a great liking to my friend. He became an Elite Four member as well. I like this already. And I gave him a Pokeball and he caught it. We kept walking and playing until we suddenly heard a loud cry. We ran as fast as we could and saw a little Eevee with a hurt paw. I took the first egg kit out of my backpack and wrapped a Band-Aid around its paw. It then snuggled with me and I caught it. Two years later, me and my friend went back into the forest to have a battle, this time at night. We battled and suddenly there was a flash on my Eevee and his Ghastly. They started changing and Eevee became Umbreon and Ghastly became Haunter. The end. That's a good nice. story. It's a good that origin. is a good one. It's a good origin. It is. I like that it includes his friend, which is probably going to be his his positive relationship um, rival because we have one of each type of relationship <laughs> now in these games. That sounds good. That sounds good. Next one's from Holden. And they said, my daughter's two and her first animal that she fell in love with was her rocking horse. So I'm going for a horse theme here. Yes. I like it. I like it. Zebstrika, Galarian, Rapidash, Mudsdale, Kingdra, Keldeo, and Xerneas. Those who don't know, Xerneas is the legendary for Pokemon Y, X, Pokemon yes. X. Pokemon X. That's why its name starts with an X. <laughs> Right? How do you say the other one? Is it Evital? Eva Evital? Yeah, Evital. The Y one. Why yeah. sure. Pokemon? Why Pokemon? Yeah. The better designed one. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> we can have that composition another time. But uh, Holden, I like the horse theme. Quite I a do. Bit. It's a different. Yeah. It's a different one. I'd be down for an Elite Four that wasn't just typing. That'd be fun. Yeah, the themes would be kind of fun. It's like, what what should I wear to this party? <laughs> you know, uh, Kevin wrote in and said, water for sure. Me and my family are big fishermen. I would surely have a Vaporeon, Gyarados, Feraligator, Melodic, and Samurott. For my final Pokemon, I'm an Elite Four for a reason. So I'd have Palkia sitting back. Oh, All yeah. Right. All right. I'd be so mad That's if good. I was a player. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Choice Gamer wrote in and said, ghost type. Has my favorite type since I was six years old. That's what I'm talking about. The team is Chandelure, my ace, Mimikyu, Dragapult, Dusclops, holding an Evolite. Evolite. That's the thing that gives you more stats if you're not a max evolution. Sableye and Cofagrigus. Backstory would be an architect like Cynthia, except exploring ancient runes for links to the spirit world. Ooh. All right. All right. Nice. I like it. This next one's from Bijit. I would be an experienced dragon type trainer. My team of six would consist of Dragonite, obviously, Rayquaza, Hydreigon, Origin Form Giratina. <laughs> I think you mean Giratina. Oh, <laughs> Haxorus and Salamence. Please keep up the good work. Oh, someone, got it. someone bring me my ice types. Oh, my God. Yeah, this that's is, a pretty. Uh, that's, that's a, a scary team. If you walk into the elite <laughs> four without an ice type. Yeah, that's a stacked team for sure. Julius said, my response to the Pokepole is rock type with a team consisting of Onyx, Rhydon, Donphan, Golem, and Ammonite, all hail Lord Helix. And finally, a Mega Evolving Steelix. 
Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. My backstory is that as a little kid, I was playing with my partner, Fanfi, and a rock slide happens, yet an onyx jumped in front and crushed the rock with its horn. I'm a fan of rock types, and now with my partners, Don Fan, Steelix, and the others, we work together to make amazing rock monuments and memorials. Oh, I like that. Contributing to society. Yeah, look at that, like, aspect of service baked into his fantasy world. That's good. That's good. The next one's from Miguel. Type, Steel. Klefki. Uh, Mega Metagross. Excadrill. Bronzong. Empoleon. And Aegislash. All these Pokemon minus one have an immunity to another type besides poison to help bring up our defensive abilities. I would be originally a gym leader with a teacher theme trying to teach trainers something new. Force them to push themselves so they want to beat me. I would be a middle-of-the-journey gym leader, maybe fourth or fifth, nothing impressive, but somehow well-known in my skills as a trainer. I would always get offers to take up an Elite Four position, but would turn it down instead, focus on the local city level. Always there for the new trainers and watching them go on to bigger and better things, kind of like that whole teacher mentality. Eventually, after the 100th time, I finally accept the Elite Four position with the idea of it being the final test. Like it a lot. I like it. I like that origin. It's thematically appropriate. Good character development. Oh yeah. I like the team building with the immunity too. That's that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Colton wrote in and said, I decided on a ground typing for my team. Lots of coverage options there, especially with Mammoth Swine, freezing flying types, and Nido King learning basically every type of move available. Oh, if only that was true the case that. in general. True 1. that. Now <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got some great coverage on our team. He does. Sandslash is more of a throw-in, but I couldn't resist using one of my favorites. I've always played the main series games through Gen 3, including Fire Red and Leaf Green remakes, but I'm pretty sure Ground finally gets some Elite Four love in Gen 4. I don't remember if it does or doesn't, but I'm I know that so Ground is that, so. Ground isn't a Ground is not a bad type. No. Not Ground, at all. Ground's great. Just yeah, not Ground so great. great in Pokemon Go, unfortunately. No, not currently. No, no. Uh-uh. This last one is from DeFiE. I'd be a proud representative of hashtag girls at PvP and show the Pokemon League just how tough a team of ladies can be. I'd use the following Pokemon that are female only. Frostlass, Kangaskhan, Mandibuzz, Blissey, Nidoqueen, and I'd wrap it all up with Cresselia. That's a good team. But where's the Vespaquen? Ooh. No, the only reason that I said that is because I was thinking about it. I think all of these options on this team are better choices than Vespaquin. Yeah, but like Vespaquin is so obvious. But maybe it's got that queen vibe that Nido Queen takes up anyways. So that's very, very true. I love it though. It's totally a theme that I could even I could see happening in in a Pokemon game. It'd be It's just a very well rounded team, yeah. too. Yeah. Big fan. We do have one more response, but it's quite lengthy. It's from a listener by the name of Logan. I'm going to read it at the end of the show because it, it's it's a big one and it's really good. So I'm eager to share it, but we'll do it towards the end. So Logan, sit tight. We'll get to it in just a little bit there. Uh, but this week's Pokepole question, what's an extreme you've gone to in order to play Pokemon Go? Maybe a marathon play session, running out of your house at 2 a.m. for a new Pokemon or skipping some sort of life event? Like, what is the most extreme you've gone to to play Pokemon Go? And I'll leave that up to each individual to kind of interpret. So, Kyle, what time or what's an example of a time that you have just kind of put an extreme amount of effort into this game that you're like, wow, I can't believe I did this or whatever? (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, I know. I know what you mean. And 
there are two instances that come to mind. One was just, it was just one day I opened up my app and I was like, oh, I, I looked over at my girlfriend. Like, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go catch Pokemon real quick. And she's like, what? <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll be right back. So it's just right down the street. And she's like, okay. And then I, I, I don't, it was like the middle of the day. So it wasn't a big deal, but it was, it was funny in hindsight. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it breaks up your day that easily, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're like, everything needs to stop for a second. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one I was out playing already. And it was pretty early on still. I talked about it on the show way back. And there was a, there was a seeking on my nearby. And I hadn't evolved a Goldeen yet because no water type around here. And it was like two miles away based on the path I had to walk. But we walked it. <laughs> we walked it to go get that seeking. That's awesome. I have two instances as well, funnily enough. But one is kind of a like a shoe in, you know, like it's a phone in answer sort of thing. The first thing is obviously 500 raids of summer because uh, that's, I think that's just the biggest project in game that I've undertaken. So I feel like I have to mention it, but aside from that, because I've talked about that for like so much, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but the second thing is, is that I was in, I was in Orlando for a work trip and our hotel was across the street from another hotel because that's how most convention centers are set up in those sorts of towns kind of like on top of each other you know what i mean and across the streets at that other hotel over there there was a really nice like park area with really tall palm trees and stuff like that and i was like huh that'd be a really great spot for me to take a picture of an alolan executor with with its kin and so i did so i went over there and i was like standing in the middle of this it looks like a garden and a couple of people came out and like started yelling at me to move and i definitely stood there for two more minutes anyway and took the picture i was there to take and pretended to not hear them for about two minutes that's pretty great it's it's a dumb story it wasn't worth it i'm really happy that nothing came of it because i left pretty shortly after that but i definitely just ignored them for a while i'm like i gotta get this photo he looks so good with these trees you know (laughs) but anyway dear listener if you have an answer to the question what's an extreme you've gone to in order to play pokemon go maybe a marathon play session running out of your house for 2 a.m the other examples we gave if you have an answer to that question feel free to answer the question when we post it on social media, such as Facebook and or Twitter, we'll get to that stuff at the end of the show. Um, or you can send us a voicemail by calling 262-586-7717. Oh, and also texts work, by the way. Forgot to mention that in the past. They do. Um, but you can also send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And speaking of emails. 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 It's email time. We've got two emails this week. This first email is from Peter. Hey, guys. New fan of the podcast. I just found it about a week and a half ago. All right. Peter's also the same Peter that is our new patron. So thank you, Peter, for showing up so quickly to our our, our patronage. And uh, we appreciate you. Uh, really enjoy the content to keep up with the good work. I know you guys answer questions on the show, and I was hoping you can get to mine. Absolutely. I was wondering if you were excited about using any grass types in GBL, Great League, after the move rebalance, and if so, which ones? I'm personally excited about Sunny Cherim getting the buffed bullet seed and fire type weather ball. I think it'll be a solid investment, seeing that it can handle Azumarill and Registeel in a few different scenarios. I'm looking forward to building a team around it. 
Well, my answer is Sceptile, but I have to wait until Ultra League for that for the one I currently have. Ah, that's fair. What, a, what about you? Sceptile's a good one. Um, Not particularly for the moves that were rebalanced, but I would like to try out a couple different Razor Leaf spammers. I've used an Ivysaur, and it wasn't the most successful, but that was really early for Go Battle League. But when it does work, Ivysaur feels so good. <laughs> so I may try that, but I know I know Victory Bell is a really good Razor Leaf user. I may try see if I can make one of those work. But the, I do like the grass types in the Great League. Yeah, definitely. It'll be kind of fun. And now that he mentions it, and I know we talked about it last time too when we actually covered this change, this update rather, but that's Sunny Form Cherim. I'm kind of excited about maybe flexing that too if I get a good opportunity. <laughs> it's a cool one. Yeah. It's a cool little niche spot for that Pokemon in particular to be. Lots of appreciation. But anyway, thank you so much for the email, Peter. We hope that you're enjoying uh, being a patron thus far. Next one's from Alex. They said, hey, GoCast crew. I enjoyed watching your stream on YouTube the other day and looking forward to the next session. Well, thanks. It's It's been a whole bunch of fun. It has been. And this is probably a good opportunity for us to plug it because we never do. Um, Every Thursday night at around 730 Central Time, we stream our playthrough of Pokemon Red version currently. We'll move on after that, but we're currently working through Red version. Where are we even at? We're in the middle of what? Sylphco? The Sylph Tower, I think. Yeah, yeah. We're finishing Sylph Tower. Sylphco Tower. Going to be going on to Sabrina next. So that's right. Getting there. Long, Long live Marcel. Long live Marcel. Back to the email, though. Checking in with my new prestige account. This is the account he he reset because of his feelings about his previous stuff. Oh, that's right. And I'm happy to say that at just about two months old, my account hit 7 million experience. Friendship is huge right now. More than just the experience, but giving me the items to catch everything. I'm at 38 caught shiny as well, which is just exciting what? as heck. That is impressive. That's pretty good. Especially we didn't really have a community. Day <laughs> exactly. There's been no community. There's 38 shinies. Even if you had tickets to both Safari Zones, that's that's impressive. It sure is. I'm sitting on about 1.5 million Stardust and looking forward to Abra Community Day from home, hoping for three to four shinies. Good luck this weekend. All right. I well, first off, those the shiny numbers are fantastic. Yeah, that's that's an outrageous number of shinies when we haven't really had a shiny boosted event. He, and Alex didn't even mention if he participated in the uh, Safari Zone days too. You know what I mean? So like, come on, <laughs> that's that's quite incredible. Yeah. Um, I'm also looking forward to Abra Community Day, and I hope that Alex, you have a, a nice Community Day weekend as well. And thank you so much for the email. If you, dear listener, would like to email us, you can do so by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can visit our website at gocastpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. Like us on Facebook to search for the Gocast Podcast. And if you'd like to help support the show, you can do so monetarily at Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash gocastpodcast. And as little as $1 a month at the lowest tier gets you access to our patron-exclusive Discord. We've got some remote VP tournaments going on right there. I think we're having like a live Zoom chat one at the end of this month. It's going to be pretty rad. And there's a bunch of stuff going on that server all the time. I just, I'm blown away daily <laughs> by it. I really, I really am. Um, but if monetary support isn't your deal or it's not in the cards for you, which for a lot of people, it definitely is not. 
You can leave us a review on your favorite or least favorite podcatcher, such as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anything else. Pocket Cat. I don't know. Wherever you can leave a review. Just look for it. Put stars. You put the stars right there. Do the whole thing if you feel so inclined. Um, but other than that, that pretty much brings us to the end of the show, doesn't it, Kyle? It does. I think it I think it does. And that usually means that right now we, we got to do some goals. All right. So, Mr. Kyle, what goals were you thinking? Remember that we should probably have our Abra Community Day shiny counts in here as well. Well, and speaking of Abra Community Day, I want to get 400,000 Stardust this week. 400,000 Stardust. I'm going to say that in lieu of a power-up goal just for the sake of keeping it clean, and then I'll do the powering up next week. Six shiny Abra. I'm not excited at all really for the Abra, to be honest, but, you know, I'm catching a lot. That's the goal. Okay. What do you have next to power up or work on in your your ghost Uh, line? I I guess technically the next thing, if you don't count the fact that Spiritomb's not max, is got to be like a Golet or Golurk or Chandelure, but... No, I'm not. I'm not going to I'm not going to power one up. I'm going to decide next week for that. OK, I think I think it's OK. You've been at this for a while to take a week off and reassess. I think that's good. Um. OK, so I've got 400,000 Stardust and six shinies. Going to going to throw one more in because you got to have one that you just can't feasibly get. And that's is going to be <laughs> shiny Volbeat or shiny Illumis. One of the Ooh, two. One of the two. OK. want to see what happens. Shiny Volbeat or illumize all right for me i'm looking at four hundred thousand stardust as well i thought that was such an impressive number i was like can i do 500 i was like no (laughs) no i really can't i guess we'll just share that goal this week that's fine um i want to get 15 shiny since it's an extended period of play i think i'm going to go to a local park and then take a break and then maybe drive around to some other spawn points and stuff and and try to make a, a whole day of that i'd really like to max out that day I haven't had a really extended play session except for that four hour walk, which more which was more about the walk than the incense event. If I'm being super honest with myself, I want this one to be about the event. That'll be fun. So 15 shinies, 400,000 Stardust. And then instead of shiny Volbeat or Illumise, I'm going to do shiny Volbeat and Illumise. <laughs> but they're going to be one goal. So I don't double stick myself if it doesn't work out. So but like if you if you don't get both, it still do- it still sticks yourself. Yep, it sure does. So it's all or nothing. Okay. It's all or nothing. Yep, I'm doing a bad thing to my self-esteem. Sure am. <laughs> sure am. <laughs> anyway, that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening all the way to the end here. Do remember that I'm going to read Logan's extensive response to the poke poll at the end here. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. And bye-bye. Bye. Logan's response to the Pokepole was great. Hi, GoCast and guests, if there is one. I have never really been compelled to answer a Pokepole, but this episode excites me. Ash, Liam, and I play Pokemon outside sometimes. I told him about the Pokepole, and we started playing with a story. Uh, I have a story for each of the Pokemon, so here goes. My trainer's name is Steel K, or Steelk. I'm going to go with Steelk. Weird name, I know. He is a Steel-type Pokemon trainer and has wanted to be on the Elite Four for a long time. His friends, James and Lapriana, 
also wanted to. So at the age of 12, he and his friends went on the adventure. The Pokemon on my final team, or Steel K's final team, are Aegislash, sorry Kyle had to, Magnezone, Melmetal, Genesect, sorry Chris, don't worry about it, you, th that sounds good to me, Registeel, and Metagross. I'll tell their stories in the order Steel K caught them. He had Honedge since he was four. He used to pretend he was a knight wielding the Pokemon like a sword. Honedge loved it. At 12, Steelk trained the Honedge until it evolved into Dublade. After he got the rest of the Pokemon on his team, it evolved into Aegislash blade form. The next Pokemon he got was Meltan. Steelk and his friends got separated in a forest, and the Meltan was attracted to the noise he made. The weird blob loved Steelk, and Steelk caught him. When he got out of the forest, Steelk trained Meltan until he evolved. Next Pokemon I'm talking about is Genesect. Lapriana, when they were separated, saw this Pokemon at the top of the mountain in the woods. Steel could not keep his mind off this Pokemon and snuck into the mountains in the middle of the night. Using the then dub blade, he climbed up the side of the mountain. He stabbed the blades into the rocks and climbed up. He got to the top and he fought the Genesect, ultimately defeating it and catching it. Awesome. How epic. Next is Magnemite. On the way down the mountain, a Magnemite flew out and attacked. Steel sent out Genesect and quickly overtook the Magnemite. He caught it fast. He got back to the city and trained all of his Pokemon. The Magnemite evolved into Magneton, and near the same time as Dublade, into Magnezone. Registeel is next. After talking to the Genesect, it can talk. Leave me alone. <laughs> I love it. That's good. I'm okay with that. Deviate as much as you want, buddy. Silk discovered there is other legendary Pokemon in the mountains. He is tired of climbing and voices this annoyance. Genesect transforms into flight mode, and Steel straps onto his back like a jetpack. He flies up the mountain. On the highest peaks is the Reggie Pokemon, Registeel. Steel has his eye on him. Fighting with all of his Pokemon, Steel defeats and catches the Registeel. Finally, Metagross. As Steel is flying home, Beldum literally flies to his face. Steel is knocked off course into the ground. The Beldum also falls. Steel saves Beldum from hitting the ground, and the Beldum starts following Steel around. He then catches the Pokemon and evolves it fully in the years ahead. Years pass and Steel and his Pokemon get stronger and stronger. He fights the gyms, gets all the badges, beats the current Elite Four. For fun, one of them is Ash Ketchum because why not? I love it. Hey, it's, it's your fiction. That's great. But barely loses to the champion. He returns home, but after only a week of being there, he gets a message carried by a Pidgey. The message is from the Elite Four recruiting him. One of the original Elite Four was retiring and needed a new member. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I honestly put this much to beat Chris's backstory. Yeah, you blew me out of the water, buddy. You did. I do have the story that is in between the gaps. There's more. That's awesome. So if you'd like that, just let me know. Sure, send it on over. I'd love to read it. I do have a question for you guys and gals. If there's one on the show. If you could bring one Pokemon of each type and its evolution into real life, what would they be? I love the show. As I listen to it while I walk my dog each day twice, if it's gets on the show, I would be so happy. Hope you guys are doing awesome. Logan. Well, Logan, I hope that this made your day. It made my day reading it. Um, but since Kyle isn't here, this is after the show, kind of after hours here. Let me just go ahead and answer your question on my lonesome. So the question was, if you could bring one Pokemon of each type and its evolutions into real life, what would it be of each type? Okay, so Logan, I'm going to make this really quick. There are many, many, many types of Pokemon. There are 18 different types. So first of all, Bug, I would love to have a Scyther in real life. Awesome. Dark, give me that Drapion. Dragon, give me that Flygon. Electric type, give me that Raichu. Love me that Raichu. For Fairy, that's kind of a tough one for me. I don't really have a big Fairy 
like Pokemon that I'm a fan of. I guess Clefable because it's got a big doofy face and I kind of appreciate that. I'm into that one. For fighting types, give me a Hitmonlee. We just got one in our red version playthrough and I'm kind of in love. Hitmonlee's awesome. He's got some swagger to him. He comes with double kick in his kit. What's not to love? Fire types, give me a Cyndaquil. That's an obvious choice for me. Flying types, I would love. I would love to have a Rayquaza in real life, but who wouldn't? For ghost types, I want a Litwick because he's a cutie pie. Grass types, I'd love to have a Sceptile because it's like my favorite grass starter besides Rowlet's, but uh, that's kind of a hard one to make an argument for in real life. I think Sceptile's pretty, pretty cool, although he probably would eat all my straw over the long period of time if the anime is to be believed. For ground typing, give me a Groudon. Ice type, Frostlass, because an ice ghost is so cool. Normal types, Chansey. Aw, yeah. Who doesn't want to have a Chansey on hand? Poison types, give me a coffee, because I kind of have a little soft spot for Gen 1, but in particular, because it's James's Pokemon, and who doesn't want that? For psychic types, I want an Abra. Abra seems like the Pokemon that's a psychic type that wouldn't cause you a lot of trouble. He might teleport around quite a bit, but he's not going to, like, you know, break your house doesn't seem malicious. Other psychic types, I just don't trust him. I just don't. For rock types, give me an onyx. Big into that. Steel, Caesar. You see what I did there? Got bug, got scyther up front. Steel, Caesar. I got both. That's right. And finally, water, give me Vaporeon. Thanks for the fun question. Thank you for the great email, Logan. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.